Hi, it's Roger Sitkins. Welcome to Winning Strategies. Today we're going to talk about the five profit zones. You know, profit is not a four-letter word. And while I don't agree with Gordon Gecko, the character from the movie Wall Street, who said your greed is good, I do believe that profit is good. You know, money in and of itself is rarely the true motivation for entrepreneurs, for agency owners. I believe that it's what you do with money that truly motivates people. You know, for some, money equals financial freedom, which I've always defined as the ability to do what you want to do when you want to do it. Now, whether it's supporting your family, your community, your church, or whatever, money enables you to do so. To others, increased money equals time and the resultant freedom to indulge in the things you really love doing while paying others to do the things you don't love doing. Now, what you do with your money is, is your choice. However, you must first earn the money, which means that you've got to create profits. What a surprise. So I believe that there are at least five profit zones that agency owners and managers should very actively manage. Now, all too often, I see people only looking at their bottom line, and very few break it down to see what's actually generating the profits within their agency. So let's take a look at the five profit zones, and I'll tell you some of the core Sipkin strategies that go along with them. Well, the first one is your actual accounts, your clients, and our strategy here is very simple. Never allow profitable customers, profitable clients, to subsidize unprofitable clients. So the goal is that every account must create a profit. And I believe we can do that. We prove it all the time. You know, you're not a grocery store that can afford to lose a little bit of money on every gallon of milk in order to get customers to come in the door. As a consulting firm, we started looking at account profitability decades ago. And we created a tool called the Account Profitability Analysis, the APA. Essentially, it's a cost accounting method we used to evaluate the profit centers of around 1,500 agencies through the years. Now, using the APA, we can determine how profitable each account segment is. Now, what we're doing is we're looking at their income, their allocatable expenses, and then, of course, the amount of profit or loss in each particular segment. As an example, if we were a manufacturing firm and we were manufacturing two different types of widgets, we'd want to know whether or not we were making a, product, a profit on each type of them individually as well as an overall profit. Well, I think it's the same thing for your insurance agency. Now, as you've probably heard me or you've read before, that we always look at agencies as an A, B, and C accounts. And within that, some are much more profitable than others. Now, when we did the account profitability studies, we found that the A accounts, which are the top 5% of the customers in the average agency that are generating 50% of the commission income, they create a profit, and there, there's a, a range here, but it's certainly in that 30 to 40% range of profitability. The B accounts, the middle 15% that are generating 30% of the commission income, created a loss of 54%. In other words, for every dollar that we took in in income, it took a dollar 54 to sell it, place it, and service it. And then the C accounts, the bottom 80% that generate 20% of the commission income, boy, there was a really a crazy range on that of how agencies handled the bottom customers. 
Overall, we could easily say that most of them will create a loss for the agency, but we did see some agencies that were handling them properly and certainly like within our better way agency model where you can create a lot of profitability there, but there was quite a range. But because there are all of these factors, let's take a look at the things that negatively are affecting account profitability within an agency. And you know, you can certainly think about your agency as we go through this. Well, number one, and it's something I talk about all the time, it's one of my pet peeves, part-time clients. In other words, you're not writing the total account. Thus, even though you have the service expenses, you're, you're having a relatively low revenue per relationship. The average agencies, you've heard me say in personal lines, 66% of the customers are single policy, and in small to average commercial, 49%. Producer compensation is the second thing. Well, paying too high of a rate on both new and renewal business will create losses for you. You just don't have enough money left to properly service it and then also create a profit. We still still see some agencies paying 40 and 50% new and renewal. Tied to this, the, the third factor is paying a commission on all accounts. Some agencies are still paying new and renewal commission on every single account without even looking at a minimum account size before they start paying a commission. Well, fourth one, retention. You know, coming back to it, if we don't have full-time clients, if we're not selling them everything, we're going to have lower retention because it's easier for them to leave. Now, conversely, once we write the you know full-time client, the total account, that's really our number one exit barrier. You've heard it before. What are you doing with it? The fifth thing that will negatively impact profitability on your accounts is over-servicing the accounts. Now, if all accounts get the same treatment and same attention, we're over-servicing some. See, we believe very clearly that every account deserves the level of service they pay for. But we better have service standards by the size of account. And then our sixth reason is the automation itself, underutilizing automation. Well, again, something that I talk about on a regular basis, okay? But let's face it, it, the agency can have the latest and greatest automation that's ever been out there. But if it's not being used effectively and, and we're not generating the productivity we need of the internal staff, we're going to lose money on accounts. So that's the first one. Let's take a look at the second one. Well, we've talked about accounts. Let's look at producers. Well, Sitkin's strategy here is pretty simple. Never allow profitable producers to subsidize unprofitable producers. Now. This doesn't apply to the brand new producers you're bringing in, those producers still in training. But once they've graduated, if you will, and they're really ready to go out there, they need to create a profit for the agency. The concern is that we have too many, if you're an average agency, you have too many long-term overpaid producers. Now, this is due to the compensation issues. We also see that we have too many long-term overpaid producers who are also undergrown and that they've already plateaued. And not a surprise that when they start plateauing, everybody does. Now, normally, the agency owner's books of business are the ones that are subsidizing the non-owning producers. Think about this. As an agency owner, how would you like to be paid a full commission on your own book of business? In other words, if you're paying 40 new and 25 or 30 renewal, are you paying that to yourself? Well, if you're not, that tells me you are subsidizing others. So what are some of the factors here that, that really delineate where we're going? 
Well, number one is the compensation. Again, we're overpaying. Number two is stagnation. There's a saying I truly believe in, you can only coast in one direction. And when a producer plateaus, their book overall starts going south. If they don't grow, again, the agency doesn't grow. As a result of this, there's very low net new revenue. There's a saying that you may have heard from us before that net new revenue doesn't solve all your problems, just most of them. Third reason, well, the low average revenue per producer, the producer's books of business. They're simply too low to carry the additional weight of ongoing expenses as the agency's attempting to grow. We just don't have enough excess capital to really get out there and do the things we need to do as an agency. Next, too many systems. Well, what do I mean by systems? I mean that everybody's got their own system. Everybody's doing it their own way. There's no agency's way of doing things. There are multiple offenses, in other words, the way they sell. And there are multiple defenses, how they install the exit barriers and make sure they're retaining the account. These contribute to very low revenue per employee and very low spread per employee to very important KPIs, key performance indicators for us. Profit zone number three, well, the non-producer employees. In other words, everybody else. Sitkin's strategy here is pretty simple. We have to view every employee as either a profit center, they're contributing to our profitability, or a loss center, they're taking away from it. In other words, we want to earn a profit on every single employee. I found through the years at our various CEO camps that we've run that too high of a percent of agency owners don't truly understand the real cost of an excess employee. You know, oftentimes when I receive calls from agencies wanting us to help them grow or to improve their business overall, I always start by talking about their current revenue per employee. It's just such a litmus test for me. Well, invariably, when we talk about it, it's, it's a relatively no, low number. I'll hear the, the owner say, well, you know, I know we're overstaffed, but we're overstaffed for growth. And I think, okay, great. And then I ask them, well, what are you doing to grow? And they're saying, well, we're going to sell insurance. And when I press them on the strategy, they say, well, we're going to sell a lot of insurance. And then they realize they have no strategy, and they say, you know what, that's why we called. Well, here's a blinding flash of the obvious for you. Hope is not a strategy. Hope is not a growth strategy for your agency. We've got to take a harder look at it. I know I'm preaching to the choir because you're listening to this. But do you realize that every excess employee is costing you at least $250,000, a quarter of a million dollars, of agency value? They're in decreasing the value of your agency by that much. And quite frankly, that's on the low end. It's probably more like three hundred to 350000 when you consider that agency value, of course, is a multiple of your EBITDA. And even an average agency that's valued at a low of five times EBITDA, this really gets impactful. Let's take a, a $50,000 a year non-productive or excess employee is actually depleting the agency's value by $250,000 again. We're talking about the, the $50,000 cost of an employee with a five times EBITDA, again, is $250,000. So what are some of the factors that are affecting non-producer employee profitability? Well, the first one, and it's another one of my pet peeves, low productivity. If we're talking about employees that are in a service position, 
and they're simply not handling enough revenue or they're not completing their work effectively and quickly, there's a tremendous drain for us. It's interesting, through the years we see that there are two jobs that will always expand to fit the time available, claims and accounting. I've seen $10 million income agencies with no claims department, and I've seen million dollar income agencies with three people in their claims department. They always expand, the same for accounting. We've got to take a hard look at how much revenue are those service people handling and how do we drive increases there. Well, one, of course, is automation usage that we've already talked about and talk about all the time. But an agency has these hundreds of thousands of dollars invested in this great automation system. And yet employees are still taking notes on paper while they're talking to a client. And they go to the system, quote unquote, when they get a chance. We're handling it two, three, four times. And you know, one of my, my sayings always is, if you get paid once, handle it once. Next, lack of ongoing training. In other words, it's not truly a learning organization. You know, if you're not training your employees on a regular basis, how do you expect them to do what you want them to do? They really can't because maybe they don't have the skills. Let's face it, if you are a professional athletic team of some sort, in which you should consider yourself a professional firm, a team, you'd be holding practice and training all the time. So we've got to train them, and then, of course, we have to have that culture of accountability to make sure they're doing what the training says we should be doing. Next one, lack of a system. There's, there's no uniform approach to completing the various agency tasks. And again, we've talked about it already, but everybody's doing things their own way. There's no agency's way. You know, at your next team meeting, just start talking about what is the agency's way that we do business. Final one here, mismatched employees and jobs. Well, the overall goal of, of any team, of any agency, is to have the right people in the right job. But a huge problem at many agencies involves having the right people in the wrong job or the wrong person in the right job, okay? It may be because the agency doesn't have explicit job descriptions or it's not profiling prospective employees or current employees if they've never done it in conjunction with the type of job we want them to do. See, we believe that we've got to make sure that every employee is doing the job that they are uniquely qualified to do. In other words, they have what we kiddingly call the factory installed equipment to do the job really, really well. Again, all of those are negatively impacting profitability. More importantly, what are you gonna do about it? Profit zone four, well, your overall operations. Our strategy of the Sitkin strategy is that we have to make an acceptable profit on our core business operations. The concept of operating profit versus profit shouldn't be new news to you if you've ever heard me talk or you've ever read any of my articles. We're, we're basically asking ourselves as agency owners, if we earned zero contingency or profit sharing income this year, what would our financial results be? Well, for most agencies, the answer would not be very acceptable. So what are some of the things that affect our lack of, or hopefully positively impact, operating profits? Well, the first one is a financial model. All too often we see that agencies simply don't have a financial model 
that says, here's how we're going to spend our money. Ours is always the 25, 50, 25. We make the bottom line, the top line in our plan. So our goal would be a 25% operating profit. We spend 50% on service and service-related expenses and 25% on sales and sales-related expenses. 25, 50, 25. Next one, well, once again, producer compensation. I think you're noticing a trend here. Next, low revenue per client. Well, I think another trend. How about an abundance of part-time clients? I think we have a trend trifecta here, okay? Another one, retention issues. Well, we all know that every 1% increase of retention will improve profitability by 2, 3, or 4%. So we've got to do everything we can there. And finally, I think at times it's quite frankly just too easy. Now, this is a good news, bad news scenario. See, it's, this is really, really a great business because it's really pretty easy to make a really good, healthy income. In fact, maybe it's too easy. And what happens is we, we get lulled into this, making more money than we thought we'd make, really having a cool place to go and everything. But we're not really realizing what we're leaving on the table because we're not analyzing some of these, these profit zones. I think we've got to take a harder look at it. The saying, no pain equals no change, jumps to my mind. Profit zone five within this owner profitability. Well, our strategy here is that all owners must contribute to the overall agency profitability. Now, unfortunately, way too many agencies have one or more of the following categories of owners. Number one, deadbeat shareholders. Number two, retired in place shareholders. And number three, overpaid owners. See, if we're thinking of owners as operating profit centers also, then they have to carry their own weight. Now, what are some of the factors that affect owner profitability? Well, the first one is compensation itself. I'm often amazed at the number of times I see that all of the agency owners get paid the same exact amount, no matter what they do. So if uh, everybody owns 25% of an agency, we have four people owning 25%, then every one of them will get paid the same salary and they'll get 25% of the profits. And the agency itself more or less breaks even. Now, that's assuming, of course, that everybody's contributing equal to agency revenue and agency growth, which often isn't the case. Now, I believe that agency owners should be compensated for one or more of the three following categories. Number one, their book of business. As I mentioned earlier, how cool would it be if every agency owner would be paid as a producer. So if you're willing to pay that producer 40% new and 25% on renewal, then that's what you should be paid. You should be paid as a producer. Being that chief revenue officer is one of the key roles of every owner, okay? Next, their management responsibilities. Well, we think of this as what we like to refer to as the full-time equivalent salary, full-time equivalent management responsibilities. So as an example, let's say a sales manager in your marketplace that runs a company similar to your size would make $200,000 a year if they were doing it full time. And yet one of the owners spends just 50% of their time being the sales manager. Well, that owner would then get the full time equivalent 
of the 200,000 at 50%, or in other words, $100,000 for being the sales manager. Conversely, if the CEO of a similar sized firm in your town gets $200,000 a year for being the CEO, and one of the agency owners spends 75% of their time as CEO, they would get $150,000 for being the CEO. Different responsibilities, different pay grades. It's pretty simple. So we have the first two. They get paid on their book of business. They get paid for their management responsibilities. Third area, ownership. This is the percent of distributions. Now, of course, it depends on whether you're a C-Corp, an S-Corp, an LLC, whatever it may be. But it just comes down to what share of the profits am I getting? So as an example, if I own 42% of an agency, and as owners, we agreed to distribute $200,000 this year, I would get $84,000. Now, to me, that's the fairest overall way to compensate owners. So again, we compensate them for the commission income on their book of business, we compensate them for management responsibilities, and we pay them for what they own. If we're not doing that, we're just hurting the agency overall. Next area is lack of growth. Well, the lack of agency growth, the ability to acquire net new revenues is, is a huge concern. And it's usually caused by one degree or another to these retired in place owners. You know, keep in mind that, that agency owners don't necessarily want to do a lot of work. I, I somewhat kiddingly refer to a lot of agency owners like the old dogs that are chasing a car. I mean, what would the dog do if it actually caught the car? Have you ever seen that happen? Of course not. That's because that dog doesn't really want to catch the car, but he likes chasing a car. Well, I think that's true with most veteran owners and a lot of times veteran producers too that aren't owners. But see, th those veteran owners have the great natural pipelines, in other words, cars that could be chased just because they've been around a long time, they're well known in the community, they've probably got a great personal brand, etc. So they've got these pipelines that they've cultivated for years. And you've heard me talk about this before. Um, we, we always encourage these owners to share these pipelines, share these contacts. In fact, at some of our camps, we'll ask them to write down the names of a handful of local business people and community leaders that they know really well that are not current clients. But they're people that they know well enough that if the owner called, right, just reached out and called, they would pick up the call. They would take the call and talk to you. Well, without fail, they always come up with a long list of names. So why aren't they calling them? Well, again, I think it's because they might love the chase, but they don't want to do the work. Great. If you're willing to make the phone call, go ahead and make it. You can be the rainmaker, but then we put some of our newer producers underneath them as the buckets. Okay. All right, what's the bottom line? Well, when it comes to profitability, we often talk about our GrowFit model. GRO, capital F-I-T, GrowFit model, which is the percent of net new revenue growth plus the percent of operating profit. Not profit, operating profit. Now, in an average agency, the combined results of this should be at least 25. So if I had a, a net new revenue growth of 10% and an operating profit of 15%, then my GrowFit number would be 25. Well, at the mastery level, where people are really doing the right things, the minimum goal is at least 40, if not 50. Well, if you currently have too many profitable areas, 
that are subsidizing profitable areas, well, you're not only diminishing the results you'll get, but you're also diminishing the value of your firm. So what is the negative impact on your profit zones based upon what we've talked about here today, and what are you going to do about it? Well, I think you can change those negatives into positives, and I'm giving you some tips here, and you can continue to grow your agency's profit. Or you can let profitable areas subsidize unprofitable areas and simply do okay. Well, I know that's not you. It's your choice. It's your business. I'll talk to you again soon. Thank you for listening to this podcast. And as always, I hope you gained value from it. To learn more about our results-based programs, please go to our website, www.sitkins.com.